does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Glad you're with us. Championship Friday night in the IHSA Football Championships. Three more games tomorrow. We're about to wrap up at Lucas Oil right now for the day. We'll talk about those games. Right now, though, he's the star of the show. I'm just along for the ride. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you know I'm only going as far as you are. Great to be with you and James Adams on Black Friday night, where there is a ton of action to discuss. Over at Lucas Oil Stadium, Coach, as you just said, wrapping up the day's action, day number one from the IHSAA Football State Finals, where Center Grove, a three-peat. The Trojans do it for head coach Eric Moore. 35-9 is the final score. Center Grove, three championships in a row. 132 yards for Micah Coyle, 128 rush yards for Jalen Thomason. Dominance for Center Grove. It's a three-peat. Earlier in the day, Evansville Modern Day getting some revenge on the Andrean 59ers. For the second time in program history, the Evansville Modern Day Wildcats are state champions. They capture the Class 2A title over the Andrean 59ers. 20 to 10 here at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's Jimmy Cook on the call. Mason Wonderlick, the star quarterback for Evansville Modern Day. Two touchdowns, 124 yards. Joey Pierre, 86 yards on the ground. A couple hours later, it was East Central New Prairie taking the field. East Central, they get it done. A state championship for East Central. 37 to 7. One more knee should put the formalities in place. There it is. Burton hands the football to the official, and East Central has captured the 2022 4A state championship, the third state championship in East Central history. That's Mark Forrester on the call, who you heard at the top of the show. What work by the East Central rushing attack. Josh Ringer led the way. Four touchdowns that tie the 4A all-time state championship record. Four tutties, 167 yards. Eli Ashton, he added 114 yards on the ground and only five carries, by the way. That's madness. Scored a touchdown. And 100 yards on the dot for Ryan Brotherton. 18 carries for him. Congratulations to all the teams involved today. And as well, congratulations to all the teams that will be playing tomorrow. Here's the breakdown for you. The action starts at 11 a.m. Undefeated Adams Central. Undefeated Indianapolis Lutheran. They'll meet for a state title. That's a rematch from a year ago, by the way. 3A, I'll have the call for you on the IHSAA Champions Radio Network. Chatard, what can you say about Rob Doyle's team? They are 15-1 and all-time in state championship games. They're looking for... Championship number 16, 16, unbelievable. They take on Lawrenceburg. By the way, something to say about Lawrenceburg, they give up the least points in the state per game. They gave up six points per game, and also this season. This is what you need to know about Lawrenceburg. The string of shutouts that they had, they shut out 
every opponent they had for six straight weeks. Six straight shutouts heading into the tournament. Have you ever heard of that? I have not, certainly. The night will finish with Class 5A Valpo and Whiteland. The Indiana Pacers right now have a fourth-quarter lead on the Brooklyn Nets, 105-98 from Gamebridge Fieldhouse, seven minutes to play. Remember, the Pacers beat the Nets, then Brooklyn fired Steve Nash as their head coach. The Pacers have played some pretty darn good basketball against Brooklyn this year. Earlier in the day, the Indiana Hoosiers ranked number 11 in the country. They blow out Jackson State 90-51. to Late night basketball tonight, 10 o'clock. It's Butler in North Carolina State, 11-30, number 24 Purdue, and number 6 Gonzaga. The bucket game tomorrow at 3-30 in Bloomington. Purdue and IU, Notre Dame and USC in Southern California tomorrow. That's a 7-30 kickoff. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. James Adams and Brendan King in tonight. The A-team is back. Brendan King, thank you so much for being here. Are you nervous getting ready for your uh, 3A debut tomorrow on the IHSAA Champions Network? You can be honest. If you're nervous, just tell us. I don't think as nervous as last year, Coach, because I did the 2A game between Modern Day and... uh... And, and Andrea, yeah. but you know, last year. How about year, the rematch? You yeah, were there. How that about was the cool. rematch that today? That was cool. Hey, I mean, Mason Wonderlick is a stud. I will tell you that right now. Whew, yikes. But also <laughs> yeah. a stud on that other side, Coach Drake Bowen. I cannot wait. Oh hey, look, my my dad is the biggest Drake Bowen fan because he listens to Network Indiana Radio and he listened to the game and he can't right. wait to see Drake Bowen in a Notre Dame uniform. But no, I, I'm excited to work with Rob Moorhead. And actually, it's going to be really fun because our sideline reporter tomorrow. For 3A, Kelsey Casper, she is making her IHSAA Champions Radio Network debut, (laughs) and we went to Butler together. So we have known each other for a number of years, and now we get to work together, which is pretty cool. Well, we're uh, we're we're all big fans of Butler. I've got a degree from there. So. Yeah, so you'd get along with Kelsey just I'm, fine. Let me tell you, I'm I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I have one. Um, all right, so uh, you're all set for the three A matchup with uh, Chittard and Lawrenceburg. Um, I think it'll be an interesting game. I, I really do. I got to tell you. Um, I've watched a lot of championship games, obviously, because of the length of time that we've done Indiana Sports Talk. And and it's just, this is a typical day where you see some scores that surprised you. I don't think anyone, you know, figured that Center Grove would beat Carroll 35 to 9. And and certainly, um, you don't expect to see uh, the, the score that you had in the 4A matchup. Um, which, which we just talked about yeah. uh, with Mark Forrester with East Central uh, with a big, big, solid win today. And so, you know, sometimes, listen, you, you game planned all week, and, and they're really, number one, there's something to being on turf. Things really are quicker. Really, the, you know, the pace is much faster. And the other thing, too, is, and I mentioned it earlier in my conversation with Mark, Getting on the board first is really, really a big deal. Uh, and, and then coming back and backing it up with a, a three and out if you can get it. And it's not coincidental that uh, two of the three teams that won today started out the day just playing that way. So there's just some, some things you look forward to in these games coming up tomorrow. No doubt. And it was, it was a little surprising, Coach, as you just said. I mean, every game today was a, was a double-digit difference. 
and right, two, right. two of the and three. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. It no, really doesn't. No, and, and you alluded to the three A game tomorrow. And again, I, I've looked at one A and five A, but I could spot, I could talk more specifically on three A that you know, Chatard is a very balanced throwing and rushing attack. They're right. about 50-50 right. with what they do. You know, Lawrenceburg. Not only do they give up the least amount of points in the state, they give up less than six points a game. Coach, uh, they had six straight <laughs> shutouts. <laughs> Six straight right. shutouts heading into the tournament. But my big question for tomorrow, and this is what I'm going to ask Rob Moorhead and Kelsey Casper when I see them on the air, is is Lawrenceburg's defense good enough to stop Chittard, arguably the best team they're going to play all year? Does that translate to a game against Chittard? Because Lawrenceburg, they're going to run the ball 70% of the time. They have two right. running backs in Tegan Bennett and Alex Witte, and each of them are 1,500-plus yard rushers and have 18 touchdowns this year. So you know what's going to come at Chittard, but it's just a matter of it seeing play out. So I'm excited. I think another factor that gets brought up in these championship games is is that your strength of schedule and, and how you manage that throughout the year seems to manifest itself when you get on the big stage. Um, I mean, think about it. Um, Center Grove, you know, Carroll plays a great schedule in Fort Wayne. Center Grove playing the mixed schedule. You got Chittard, you'll see tomorrow, uh, plays a murderous schedule, and right. they, they get through it. I, I, there's literally something to And I understand, look, uh, you, you don't have the ability to schedule everybody that you want to, and you just, if you beat who's on your schedule, you should be proud of it and happy and put you in a p- position to do what you're doing. But sometimes that schedule does help you in ways that you see when you get to an opportunity to play for a championship. There's no doubt about it, coach. I mean, Rob Doyle, I mean, the guy's an Andrean alum. I mean, he's been around good football his yeah, entire life. Yeah. And remember right. that. This is a Chatard program coach that is 15 and 1 in state championship <laughs> games. Let me say that right. again for you. Right. 15 <laughs> and 1 at Lucas Oil Stadium slash downtown Indianapolis. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, I still think it's a. I think they're great man. I really think they're great matchups. All right, you're with us every 15 minutes. I'm fired up for you, Brendan King, coming up with a scoreboard update. And I'll come back and talk some more IHSA football championships on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Earlier in the day, 11 a.m. was the start time for Class 2A, a rematch between Evansville Modern Day and Andrean. Modern Day gets Andrean back after a year ago where the 59ers took down the Wildcats. Mike Gable... Another state championship, a final of 20 to 10. Mason Wunderlich, whatever he decides to do, he's going to be a darn good college football player. The big quarterback from Evansville, modern day. 12 for 21, 124 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That is a great Lucas Oil Stadium performance. The Mental Attitude Award winner from Class 2A was star running back Joey Pierre. From Evansville, Modern Day, he has led the charge rushing-wise on back-to-back championship games for Modern Day, ran the heck out of the ball last year, did so again with 86 yards on the ground. East Central, a 30-piece on New Prairie, 37-7. East Central, the 4A state champions, three separate 100-yard rushers in that game for East Central. Josh Ringer. 
167 rush yards, four touchdowns. That tie the 4A state championship game record. Wild performance. Eli Ashton, 114 yards and a touchdown. And Ryan Brotherton, 100 yards exactly on the ground. The Mental Attitude Award Award winner from Class 4A was Christian Garrison from the East Central Trojans. We will know the Mental Attitude Award winner shortly from Class 6A. Center Grove wins it 35-9 over Carroll-Fort Wayne. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, you know, we've had three championships, three winners, and so tomorrow we obviously three more ball games and some great games. The 3A battle features the state's uh, leading defensive team in Lawrenceburg taking on Shatard. Bishop Shatard has been to this championship before. They're 15-1 and one in championship games. Earlier in the week, Brendan King sat down with Lawrenceburg's Ryan Kaniga and talked about his team, and here's that conversation. Coach, congratulations. You guys have made it this far. What are the emotions like of playing in Lucas Oil again? First time since 2016. Well, first off, thanks, and thanks for everything you guys do. And, you know, the emotions are high. It's exciting, and uh, we're excited to bring Lawrenceburg back uh, to Lucas Oil. Uh, thanks to the Colts for putting this on. But uh, our kids are excited. Our community's excited. Our coaching staff's excited. And, uh, you know, we're just looking to get up here Saturday and, and have a great uh, 3A state championship game. Coach, obviously some time has passed since 2016, but when you install a culture into a program, things stay the same, but what's the same, what's different from the last time you sat in these chairs? Well, I, I, I'm a little more uh, familiar with the way the day goes. Um, I think that's uh, helped out tremendously with getting the paperwork ready, uh, trying to prepare our staff. Uh, we do have a few new staff members since, since 16, but I think the biggest thing that's going to help us is we can take what we learned from 2016 and go back um, and, and change some of the things that we did, some of our itinerary, but also talk to the kids about what to expect. Um, we have a great culture in our program. We have great kids. Uh, most of these kids were, you know, that was six years ago. So um, it's relevant to them. They remember coming and seeing it, but now they're playing in the game. And But uh, just really excited for our kids. And we'll have a great week of practice. And hopefully – the 2016 experience, we can relay some information to our kids and, and fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, get them up here as well. But looking forward to the week. What were the things learned most of all? from? Well, I think um, the first thing was just the temperature inside Lucas Oil. Uh, you're outside playing, and especially the last two games, uh, regional, we're playing in snow. Um, and last <laughs> week it was 20 degrees. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you come back and you're playing in a building that's about 71 degrees. Um, so just talking to the kids about not wearing all their long clothing and you're inside a building and then just the time and the logistics um, that you normally have before a game starts, um, especially us being the 3A game, you're in the middle, so you're kind of waiting for the game to end, when's it going to end, when you need to start warming up, and, and just turning out all the distractions. There's a lot of things this week uh, with media and different things coming to the field and wanting to get interviews with the kids, so just trying to manage that for them and uh, our staff as well. Coach, let's talk about your team. 13-1, and one, you guys have statistically the highest ranked defense in the state. Um, how did you build from summer for that to take place and ultimately lead you here defensively? Well, uh, after last season when we got beat 
by Gibson Southern, um, we knew that we had seven of those guys coming back. Um, and with the, the offense that Gibson Southern had last year with Brady Allen leading that and Coach Hart, um, we felt pretty good about where we would be with our defense after that regional loss. Um, when you have those types of guys, it kind of makes it easy because um, you can start to build around that. We didn't know we would be this good, <laughs> but uh, our defensive staff has really put together some good defensive game plans. Our kids have executed them at a high level, and the kids that we have on that side of the ball, numbers one through about 16, because that's about how many we're playing, they just all find a way to contribute. And, and that's been exciting to watch, and, and each week it seems to be a different person. Sure. So uh, they fly around, they love the hit, and you know I think right now we have seven shutouts. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, kind of sparked just a little more energy into our kids because each week that's the goal now. Like we got to shut people out. So we had to have that talk about it's all right if teams score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's high school football, but they're hungry on that side of the ball. They fly around, and Coach Worse and the defensive staff have just done a phenomenal job. Well, six shutouts in a row. <laughs> uh, when you're doing that, does the focus? Do you? Is it tough to refocus if you go shutout? after shutout after shutout to, as you said, remind him that if you give up seven, it's not that big of a deal. It is. It, it becomes almost like you catch yourself talking about it and you don't really want to talk about it. But then you got to rewind and say, like we just mentioned, it's okay, guys. Um, I remember the first touchdown. It was almost like as a coaching staff, we just wished it would happen <laughs> to get it out of the way. Because yeah. um, you get one shutout, and then all of a sudden you get two and three, and you're like, wow, this is something we got going. And then you start to look back through the record it's like, okay, how many shutouts on a road does somebody have? How many shutouts does somebody have in a season? So uh, right now we tied the 1985 team who also ended up at the Hoosier Dome sure. in the state finals. So, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about that, but uh, we're just excited about our defense as well. Coach, offensively, though, I mean, you've scored 30 or more points in four or five tournament games, so the offense has showed out too. Talk about some of the kids on the offensive side of the ball. Well, um, man, we had some work to do up front starting in June and July. Um, we moved a few people around, and that unit has just really gelled together, and they're playing really well right now. Um, our backfield, we got two good running backs and Alex Whitty, number four, and then Tegan Bennett, number seven. And uh, Alex actually came on in the middle of the season due to an ankle injury uh, from Tegan. But those two have been really good for each other. Um, they've created a competition. But uh, we line up and run the football. Uh, you know, our passing stats aren't great. Um, we'll throw the ball if we have to. And our quarterback, Logan Ahouse, is capable. But uh, right now, we've just been very fortunate to get in a lot of mixture of formations and to be able to run the football. Let's talk about your opponent, Coach Chatard, a team that has 15 state championships. Obviously, I can tell you guys are not going to be intimidated. You guys are confident in what you can do, but the matchup should be a pretty solid one. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, when you talk football in Indiana, um, we know that you're going to talk about Chatard. Um, as you said, the championships that they have, the tradition that they have, and when you watch film, you see that in their kids. Um, they're disciplined, they play hard, they execute at a high level, and uh, they're used to winning. And, and that goes a long way, but man, they got a ton of formations, they fly around on defense, their special teams are good, but uh, you know, you're right, we feel that uh, we have a good team as well. Um, there's two teams left in 3A, so we like to think both of them are pretty good. 
and uh, you know we're going to have to play well. We're going to have to take some chances. Um, we're going to have to take some shots um, and maybe do some things that we don't traditionally do. But uh, we're more prepared to do that, and, and hopefully we can hold up our end of the bargain in this three-day championship game against a very good uh, Shatar team. Coach, last thing, just the emotions of bringing the Lawrenceburg community back to downtown Indianapolis, and uh, well, we see a lot of orange in the stands. Oh, yeah, you'll definitely see a lot of orange and black. Uh, our community loves football, and, uh, you know, it's, as we say, we have an excellent tradition, exciting future, and uh, our town definitely loves the Tigers, and we'll definitely have a good showing here, and I'm sure they'll be really loud, and they'll be cheering for the Tigers. Coach, appreciate the time. Yep, thank you. Thank Go Tigers. Thank you so much, man. Yep. That's Brendan King with the head coach at Lawrenceburg, Ryan Kanigan. The uh, matchup, Indianapolis, Bishop Chittard, and Lawrenceburg tomorrow starts it off. I mean, excuse me, they start at 3 o'clock. Chittard 10-4, Lawrenceburg 13-1, as Brendan has pointed out. Uh, Chittard 15-1 in championship games. For a reason, they're pretty good. This is, I love this matchup. This is you get the statistically best defensive team in the state against a team that has won a lot of championships, and so it is just it's kind of fun. So we've had some great games already uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, we have had three champions crowned uh, earlier tonight. The 6A battle went to Center Grove. A uh, very impressive win over Carroll, 39-5. to five. Uh, In 4A, earlier in the day, East Central, 37-7 to seven winners over New Prairie. And in the 2A opener the, this morning, Evansville Modern Day beat Andrean 20-10. to 10. That's a rematch of last year. Andrean won it last year. And so um, Modern Day able to avenge that loss in impressive fashion earlier today. A lot more football to talk about. We'll also talk some basketball. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. The first three state championship games are done from Lucas Oil Stadium. All double-digit finals, by the way. Evansville Modern Day takes down Andrean. They get the payback. 20-10 to 10 the final. Mason Wonderlich's going to be a fabulous college quarterback wherever he decides to go. Efficient. 12-21, 124 yards, two touchdowns. As for 4A, East Central, a 30-piece on New Prairie, 37 to seven the final there. East Central gets their head coach, Josh Miners, a state championship. He won a state championship as, a, as an assistant coach. He went to a state championship as a player with East Central, and now he has a title as a head coach. Congratulations to Coach Miners, who wraps up that state championship crown. As for Class 6A, Center Grove, they topple Carroll Fort Wayne 35-9. to Talk about this and what Center Grove did to execute this game. Center Grove's quarterback, Tyler Cherry, threw the ball nine times, but 137 yards at a touchdown. 
You talk about packing a whole lot into a little. That's what Tyler Cherry did. Otherwise, the Center Grove rushing attack took care of business. Micah Coyle, 132 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Jalen Thomason, who plays on both sides of the ball in 6A, that is a rare type of thing to see. 128 yards on the ground, no touchdowns, but he did have a fabulous game. We do know the Mental Attitude Award winner, by the way, for Class 6A. That is Carol Fort Wayne's Jorge Valdez. By the way, Pacers, they're executing a win on the Brooklyn Nets. That's two this year. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. We had a lot of football going on today, Lucas Oil Stadium. The man who had the 6A call on the IHSAA Champions Network, my broadcast partner and close personal friend, Greg Rigstraw, joins me. Gregory? Center Grove, 35-9 winners over Carroll tonight. Three in a row for the uh, Trojans. What an impressive night, and what a great night to be a Trojan. Yeah, it's, it's been an amazing run for Center Grove because, again, they suffered such heavy graduation losses off of last year's team. You, know, you lose your starting quarterback of three years, and Taven Jackson now plays at, at, at Tennessee. You lose... Again, one of the three or four best high school football players I've ever seen in Caden Curry in this state. Now at Ohio State, your entire defensive line is either playing Division One or a high level of Division Two football, and you come back and your defensive line plays base as well as they have over the course of the last few years. A lot of these kids were all kids that were backups um, over the course of the last couple of seasons that – a lot of them are seniors that kind of got their star turn this year, and they took advantage of it. They finished 12-2, and two, and they become the first team in 6A to 3P. Uh, it's pretty special. Uh, you, know, we, you didn't need this, this championship to tell you how good of a program Eric Moore had built at Center Grove, but this, this ranks up with you know, one of his top coaching jobs because this was not as talented of a team or as heritage of a team, but they're once again the state champs. Yeah, and it goes back, and he, you know, we've had this conversation with him. You've had it with him. When you're playing for a state championship, those backups you're talking about got more reps every year, more and more reps. And we all understand how important the reps are in terms of being a championship team. But once you have have this culture that they have. Uh, it's perpetual, and and they it, it, you feed off of it, and and as a member of that squad, you don't want to be the guy that let them down. You want to maintain that high bar and that high standard. And this team has done that. You talked about it. may not be their best physical team, but boy, they can make plays when they have to. And and you know, Eric phrased a different way than I, than I would when he and I talked on Monday at the state finals media session. From my days around Ron Colley, I have it in my brain that you know hey if you keep winning you get five extra weeks of practice um that's the case in 1a through 4a in 5a or 6a it's four extra weeks if you make the state championship eric took it in like totality of the entire season these kids that were seniors basically got to play 17 weeks of football four straight years because they made the state championship game four consecutive Mm -hmm. years so the kids that are graduating now, unless you had a move-in or a transfer-in or something along those lines, you would start football practice the Monday, the first Monday in August, and you would finish it on Thanksgiving weekend. And that was the entirety of your high school career. 
that's insane to be able to say that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and as far as, you know, not having the same level of talent, but what you do have is the same level of belief. You just go, hey, right. in, in, in my history of wearing this uniform and this helmet, we have found a way to win football games. And so that carried over to how this team carried itself this year. So, again, just a remarkable job by Eric Ball of his assistants. And, again, for, for those young men that are seniors, the only time you knew a postseason loss was in a state championship game when you primarily had sophomores and juniors on the field. And mm-hmm. Again, it's a tremendous accomplishment what Center Grove put together this year. It really is. So tonight they uh, they lock up. I mean, lock up a, a good Carroll team. Beat them thirty-five to nine. That's an impressive, impressive outing. Yes, it is. You know, it's a Carroll team that you know. To Carroll's credit, and the same is said for Homestead, Snyder, etc. You know, some of the athletic conference is changing their conference structure next year to allow their teams to play schools that are more of their own size the first couple of weeks. So, for example, mm-hmm. I don't think it starts next year. I think it starts in 24. Carroll and Center Grove are going to have a four-year series. I know Snyder is I playing Warren Central in, in week one next year. I know right, Holmes right. and Carmel begin a series next year. And so, in other words, for Carroll, now you know what the bar is like to get to a state championship game. You also now know, hey, you're going to play some of those Indianapolis schools that you know you've got to beat at some point. So I, I think even though it was a loss for Carroll tonight, it was still a win of a season. And now they're going to have more of a better representation in years going forward as to, okay, this is what it's going to take to be able to compete for a state championship. I think that's a good thing for everybody involved. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You were uh, down there and you saw, you know, three different types of games. Um, this was the day I think everyone's surprised in terms of the point spread for the three winners. Um, but I mentioned it earlier in the show. It's also a situation where a premium was placed on getting on the board first. And if you got on the board first, you basically uh, found yourself with a win today. Yeah, I, I think the one surprise of the three in terms of, of the winner would be modern day being Andrean. Not that Andrean was a heavy favorite because those are the two teams you kind of circled as they would see each other again after right. last year. But knowing that Andrean won last year, knowing that Andrean had Drake Bowen back, who was going to be playing at Notre Dame, a couple different sports, baseball and, and football. That was the plan over the course of the summer. He just kind of leaned towards – you know, Andrean, you know, being being the winning team. And so the fact that Modern Day got out to a early lead, I think, helped them tremendously. And they went through experience of, you know, seeing that, you know, kind of opportunity slip away, you know, a year ago. The 4A and 6A games that the favored teams won, I thought the games would be a little more competitive than they were. Um, but, right. but maybe having seen East Central last week, having done that East Central Ron Collie game, uh, they were a machine. Uh, and given the fact that, again, They've got, you know, a, a couple of talents that I think are as good of players, at least the skill positions that have come to that East Central program in Josh Ringer and, and Ryan Brotherton. 
Uh, I'm not sure they're either running backs in college. I think they're going to be a, a defensive back slash linebacker and a wide receiver, respectively. But you've got two Division One talents that you can put in your backfield. And when you have a program that has the pedigree that East Central does and you get that kind of gift of athleticism mixed into it, um, East Central, uh, my expectation is they, if they can get through New Pal and Ron Cowley, they could be back there again next year because Coach Miner's right. team is awfully, awfully good. Greg Rakestraw with us, talking about high school football. He had the 6A championship game that Center Grove won. Tomorrow you have the 5A battle with Valpo and Whiteland. What do you expect to see there? I expect to see two mirror images of teams uh, because both these teams are teams that want to run the football. Valpo is a little more likely to throw it. Uh, Darren Fisher's team does not throw it very often. Uh, they, they attempt about seven and a half passes a game. They complete four or five. They also nearly had three guys rush for 100 yards each in, in, in last week's game against Castle. So uh, it's going to be two teams that will try to run the ball, establish the run, and if they can't, uh, hope for a plan B. Um, but but I thought that this 5A group was going to be wide open to start the year because of knowing that New Powell was back in 4A and Cathedral and Zionsville were both being bumped up to 6A. A few weeks in, Whiteland kind of established themselves as the clear favorite in 5A South. In terms of 5A North, you know, Valpo is not the team that you thought was going to come out of. You thought it would be Merrillville, you know, out of the region. Or you thought it would mm-hmm. be, you know, Fort mm-hmm. Wayne Snyder, um, you know, from the northeast part of the state. Well, Valpo beat both those two teams the last two weeks. So Bill Marshall's team is really good. I think you will see a run-dominant, competitive 5A football game and will be our, our final high school football game for 2022. The best at what he does, Greg Rakestraw from the IHSA Champions Network. We'll talk to him tomorrow night. Thanks, Greg. Have uh, fun tomorrow. You got it, Coach. We'll talk tomorrow night. Thanks so much. Coming up, more football. We're going to talk with John Herrick, who also did the 6A game on the radio portion of the network. And you know him from his great work uh, in the IU Sports Network. We'll talk about IU's win over Jackson State. Talk a little bucket tomorrow, a little bucket game with the Hoosiers and the Boilers. That's tomorrow. Should be a great game. Uh, it's all coming up. Also, much more high school football as we literally wrap up the football season tonight, tomorrow night, and then turn our attention to basketball next weekend. School Board Update with Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk here at 1045. Let's review the Mental Attitude Award winners from day one of the IHSAA Football State Finals. Class 2A, Evansville, Modern Day defeated Andrean 20-10 in the rematch. Modern Day with some revenge. And their star running back, Joey Pierre, named the Mental Attitude Award winner. Pierre was a horse last year running the ball, did the same again this year with 86 yards on the ground. Congrats to Joey Pierre. As for Class 4A, East Central, they blast New Prairie 37-7. 
For the Trojans of East Central, Christian Garrison was named the Mental Attitude Award winner. It was a great interview with Christian Garrison and Rich Nye. That's now on the Indiana Sports Talk Twitter page of Christian Garrison wanting to pursue a medical career. So congratulations to Christian and his East Central teammates. As for Class 6A, recently going final, Center Grove over Carroll Fort Wayne, 35-9. John Herrick will tell you more on that momentarily. From Carroll Fort Wayne, Jorge Valdez named the Mental Attitude Award winner. And you just sympathize with what Carroll has gone through this year, losing Owen Shield, their quarterback who passed away after a short cancer battle. I thought it was very cool. I was on the field pregame. Fort, Fort Wayne, uh, Carroll brought out Owen Shields' jersey to midfield for the coin toss, and that was quite the emotional moment. Got a standing ovation even from the Center Grove staff. So congratulations to all the winners. Congratulations to all the teams at Lucas Oil Stadium here this weekend. I'll tell you more at the 11 o'clock update. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. More talk about high school football championships here on Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. John Herrick. I happen to think John Herrick's really, really, really good at what he does. He's part of the IHSA Champions Radio Network. Uh, today had the 6A battle with Center Grove and Carroll. John, thank you so much for taking time to join me. You heard our conversation with Greg. It's an impressive win for Senator. If you put it into perspective, that's three in a row, four times they played for a championship in the last, whatever, five or six years. That's quite a run for heaven's sakes. Yeah, and also uh, Coach Eric Moore uh, ends up getting – he's the third uh, coach to win three state titles in a row at the 6A level, um, you know, since 2013 it's just an insane number what he's been able to do it is so congratulations to him and 302 yards rushing i mean they always seem to run the football well coach but i mean running the way they did tonight it was it was insane they had eight different guys run the football at some point mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. absolutely insane what they were what they were able to do uh, on that side of the ball uh carol did all they could jorge valdez the, the mental attitude award winner was simply sensational on defense he had 15 tackles but carol was just overwhelmed wow. at how good uh this this center grove team was it was uh really a clinic what they were able to put on yeah it really was and you know what i i think clearly having a group of guys is in our conversation with Greg, we talked about you know, their, their talent might not be uh, – the level might not be as high as it has been the last couple of years. But you also have guys who have a lot of pride, who've had a lot of extra reps. And the other part of it, too, is it's a Center Grove team that's played for a championship three straight years. And so the newness, the, the thrill of it, uh, the environment, all of those kinds of things, they've been through this. And it is a matter of routine. And coaches, as you well know, are insane about routine. And so they've had a routine for the last three years. Yeah, also, too, Eric Moore's teams are known as teams that primarily run the football. But what I was especially impressed with tonight in the first half when, you know, the game was closer, 
center Grove was balanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyra Cherry, they could throw the football with him at quarterback yeah. when they needed to. They had 129 yards rushing and 120 passing at the half. So that's how balanced <laughs> it was. And right. then, they, right. obviously, as the as the game went on and they knew they needed to run the ball to run the clock more, they they you know they leaned on the ground game a lot more to get the 302 rushing yards. But yeah, just so many talented players. Uh, you know, Nick Johnson on the defensive side of the ball had a couple sacks. They were all over the place. And Jimmy Sullivan, the quarterback for Carroll, who's had an outstanding season, that poor guy was running for his life all night. He had 60 yards running the football, but a lot of those came on quarterback scrambles because uh, he was he would step back. It looked like the pocket was clean, and then the protection would break right. down, and then he'd have to scramble and run. And it's just a credit to how good Center Grove is. And and Carroll had a great year, thirteen and one, tough to, to end it the way mm-hmm. they did. But they've got some talented players coming back, and they'll be a force to be reckoned with next year. Outstanding. All right, you have time to hang on through this uh, short break and come back and talk some IU basketball yep. and football. I sure can. Coach. I hear there's a uh, yeah. I hear there's a football game tomorrow between IU and Purdue. Is that right? Uh, it, yeah, it's just just a little one with a lot of history and tradition. You know, <laughs> just a little maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll, we'll... That, that big game on Wednesday night too. I don't know that anybody's been talking about that. You know. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. So you and I have a little bit to talk about when we come back. All right. All right. Sounds good. John Eric and I will come back and talk IU basketball and football. IU beating Jackson State tonight, uh, ninety to fifty-one. Bucket game tomorrow. The bucket game is the bucket game, and you know all the things on the line. Um, so we'll talk about that. And the game John's referring to is North Carolina taking on the Hoosiers on Wednesday. We're back. Short break. We'll come back, talk some more ball on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. John Herrick from the IHSA Champions Network today. Tomorrow, the IU Sports Network. Uh, the Hoosiers take on the Boilers in the Old Oak and Bucket Classic. IU beats Jackson State in basketball today, 90-51. to 51. John, quickly tell me about this win over uh, Jackson State, uh, another one of those pre-conference matchups. Things will get interesting now starting Wednesday, but today uh, kind of an easy one with Jackson State. Well, you know, it wasn't too easy, though, in the first half. Uh, IU was up 20, and then Jackson State goes on a 7-0 run to cut it to 13. Jackson State had played all of their opponents to within 10 points of each other in the first four of their games. So the fact that, including Michigan, Michigan only beat them by 10. And so it was big today for IU to beat them by 39. I mean, they just came out, dominated the mm-hmm. team from the outset. It was very, uh, well, not from the outset, but in the second half, they opened it up and really had a big run, went on an 8-0 run to start the second half and got a big win. The, the significant thing about this game today, Bob, was that this was the first time since the Syracuse game last year that IU had two players make four or more three-pointers. Tamar mm. Bates and uh, Xavier Johnson mm-hmm. each had four. So the fact that those two guys were able to both make four threes was significant, and hopefully they can continue that three-point shooting next Wednesday against North Carolina. 
Bucket game tomorrow. Obviously, Purdue, bowl eligible, still fighting for a West Division championship, still in the mix. Hoosiers playing for pride. This is their Super Bowl, so to speak. Uh, I think it'll be a great game, frankly. Yeah, I, I think you're right. One thing, too. Uh, no disrespect to Purdue, uh, but Purdue has not played nearly the tough schedule that Indiana has played. Indiana has the number five nationally uh, ranked uh, toughest schedule in the country. The 11 opponents that IU has faced have a combined record of 74 and 38. And so that's part of the reason for the tough record. But this would be a huge chance for them to not only win the brass spittoon for Michigan State, but then the Old Oak and Bucket game. We, you know, they may get some guys back from injury tomorrow, which would be a big help. Uh, Dexter Williams, if he can, the key is, can he do more than just run the football? Can he throw mm-hmm. the football successfully and put pressure on Purdue? That will be the key in this game uh, for the Hoosiers because if they can, that might be able to lead them to a pull off the upset. John, I know you've had a long day. Uh, hopefully you can grab us tomorrow night, talk a little football, and look ahead to North Carolina. But thank you so much for taking time. And as always, uh, enjoy the weekend, okay? All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks very much. John Herrick from the IU Sports Network and today did the 6A radio broadcast for the IHSA Champions Network in high school football. All right, more high school football coming up in this next hour. Just a reminder, we have three great championship games coming up tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, So, you know, with more football, wrapping up the fall sports season for the IHSAA. Top of the hour scoreboard update right now, coming up with the star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.